on August 1st, 1995, two years after the release of 36 Chambers, Raekwon the Chef dropped his debut solo album, only built for Cuban links. While this isn't the first solo Wu-Tang album, it's definitely one of the better ones out there. Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast, and this week, we're talking 25 years of only built for Cuban links. So, what set this album apart is that this album felt almost like a movie. So, you can kind of think of Raekwon as being the star, Ghostface as the co-star, and RZA as the director, because of production. Um, the biggest difference between this and the previous Wu-Tang projects that we had gotten up to until this point, uh, mostly being Method Man and um, ODB's debuts, and 36 Chambers, is that this album doesn't have that full kung fu sampled sound. Uh, that isn't to say it's not there. I mean, it's on the tracks uh, Guillotine Swords, but it's kind of you know stripped back a little bit. It's more focused on this mafioso sound, and that's kind of the thing that this album really brings out. This is really the first time that we got a full album that's kind of set, I guess, in this mafia world, because everything before this. Like, at least as far as Wu-Tang's concerned, was more just random, well not random, but kind of just, just an album, not really set as a story or a concept or anything, it was just kind of, here's the music. And that's not a bad thing, I mean that's totally fine, you can totally do that, but this was kind of billed as a concept album. Uh, that's a pretty loose concept though. So, the idea behind this album is that it follows Raekwon and Ghostface through their basically like their path from rags to riches. Uh, for example, like the album starts off with the track um, Striving for Perfection, which is basically just a whole conversation where they're talking about, yo, we gotta we gotta move up. Like who knows what happens if we can't like keep it pushing, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, that's something that kind of gets carried on throughout the album. The other thing that really sets this apart is that, like, the production is a lot more solid. I know I already mentioned the production in terms of, like, the sampling, but it's, you know, this, like, this is RZA's production, a little bit more refined. A lot of people say that RZA had his best production years, like, kind of starting with 36 Chambers, and because the production and, like, the beats on that are classic, but they got a little bit more refined as time went on. Because, um, honestly, it's sometimes hard to go back to listen to these older Wu-Tang albums just because the production doesn't necessarily stand up to today's standards. Uh, and, but that's not a huge deal. I mean, he, or RZA, kind of fixed all that with, well, not really with only Built for Cuban Links, but with Liquid Swords, which is my favorite Wu-Tang album. Um, but everything going forward after that was 
really good production, uh, quality-wise. Uh, now, although this is a solo Wu-Tang album, this is, I still bill it as just a Wu-Tang album, because it's kind of hard for me to think of any member of the Wu-Tang doing anything without at least one other member of Wu-Tang involved. <laughs> Aside from Ghostface and RZA all over the album, we get features from pretty much everyone in Wu-Tang, as well as a feature from Nas, which is actually one of the best features ever. <laughs> like, I think everyone who's listened to this album and listens to like 90s rap, like, really kind of has the same sort of feeling about it. Like, it's one of Nas's best verses, too. Which apparently is from, like, a demo tape, but that's besides the point. With this album, I mean, it is a slightly longer listen, like, just an hour 13. But through my re-listening of it this past weekend, it did not feel that long. And I'm not sure if that's because it's just well-structured or because we just keep getting song after song, which is just, that's just good. <laughs> like, there's no fillers here. Like, the closest thing to a filler that we get is a snippet, or sorry, not a snippet, a skit. And then, I guess you can say the remix to Can It Be Also Symbol, just because we've already heard the beat and, like, the original song. But even that is a really good song. Like, there's really nothing on this album that I would say you have to skip. Like, everything deserves a really, like, solid listen to it. Um, like, the first actual track, Knuckleheads, is one of the best as well. <laughs> like, it features Raycon, Ghostface, and U-God. And honestly, U-God is one of those guys that kind of gets like, swept under the rug. People just kind of forget about him pretty often. But he's a solid Wu-Tang member. Um, and I think the reason that he gets kind of forgotten is because he's, during, like, the early days of Wu-Tang, he was kind of in and out of jail. So we didn't really get to hear from him as much. Um, it probably also doesn't help that he hasn't really put much out solo-wise. But that's besides the point. Uh, the rest of the album... So after Knuckleheads, we got Knowledge God, another dope track. Um, really, there's not much to say about this one. It's a lot more straightforward, and it is a slightly shorter track. Uh, Criminology. This is one of my favorite songs. And the even the title, Criminology, kind of goes into the... like the ghetto mafioso sound that they're trying to go for with this. Um, and then, like, throughout, well, I had read this thing, like, while I was getting ready for this. Um, there was a whole breakdown that the Wu-Tang did back in 2005, um, where they talked about each one of these songs. Um, and then on, so, on Criminology... RZA like, so this is what he had to say about it that was me trying to produce like a DJ produce a break beat Ghost actually asked me to do one of those beats you listen to old DJ tapes, that's how I made the song we wanted the highest shit 
We wanted high as shit to sound like a breakbeat. He had a rhyme that he knew he was going to change the game. And that was that verse that got him recognized. Cypress Hills DJ Muggs called him and he's like, Yo, he killed that shit. He ripped that shit. From that point on, he's the co-star. He wins Best Supporting Actor. Ray got nominated, maybe won or didn't, but Ghost definitely wins. Um, yeah, no, this... And then, I mean, Ghostface has some things to talk about, but I'm not... I don't think that's necessarily relevant to the song itself right now, so... But it's crazy, like... This is one of those beats that's just, like, so... Kind of triumphant. <laughs> it's like it keeps building. Um, but then... Like, this is also, like, such a deviation from what RZA normally did. Uh, you know, it's just it's just a good song. And it's good enough that they made Criminology 2 and 2.5. I think... Well, now I gotta check. Jeez. I don't think there is a Criminology 3. Yeah, there isn't. But I would not be surprised if there is one with the mentions of Only Bill for Cuban Links 3 being in the works. Moving on, Incarcerated Scarfaces. That one is... I'm okay with the song. Um, it is a good song. And it's actually kind of funny, because reading on this one too, apparently this beat was made for Jizza. But Raekwon heard it, and he's like, nah, that's mine now. <laughs> um, apparently Rizzard likes having albums that run a total of 13 tracks. <laughs> like the actual thing from the um the interview again was I wasn't making that beat from for Ray. I was finished with Ray. I like having thirteen tracks. I don't like having eighteen. I was making it for Jizza probably. He was next. But then Ray heard that beat, grabbed his pen and paper, and started writing. Two hours later it was done. <laughs> so it's cause it's really like you have to remember that these albums came out way early in their career so this is when they were just super hungry like they were coming off of the success of 36 chambers and now everyone has plans to do a solo album so they have to try to match that level of 36 chambers so yeah raekwon's gonna <laughs> go out of his way and take a beat just because it sounds good and he can rap off of it like i don't blame him for that um, but yeah, no, Criminology is like one of, one of my favorite tracks, like just in general. Like it's such a good track. <clears throat> uh, the next track, Rainy Days, is kind of a more introspective track actually on the album. Um, like they're talking about the downsides to this kind of hustle life and mafia life. And just kind of like the effects on your different relationships it can have. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good song. Apparently they're already, like, they're already celebrating when this album came, or this track was written. Like, they're out of the country, they're in Barbados, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just another solid track. It's It's different, I'll say that. Um, the next ones that we got, uh, Guillotine Swords, another one of my favorite songs on this album, or in general, really, it's one of my favorite Wu-Tang songs, I'd say. 
just because of the intro where they say, allow me to demonstrate the skill of Shaolin, the special technique of shadow boxing. It's just, it like, anytime I hear that, I just get really excited. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe, like, in the context of this album, it's because we've been hearing all these more, like, I don't know, like, more, it's a different production style from what most people would have expected from Wu-Tang at this point. And then to see seven tracks in a return like it's just i can't stop smiling now <laughs> like it's it's such a good song and such a good intro uh, and then inspector deck's first intro lines are just poisonous paragraph smash your phonograph in half it's the inspector deck on the warpath just it's just so good <laughs> oh my god like i it's so good I just, I really love that song. <laughs> Moving on to the remix to Can It Be Also Simple. This track, <clears throat> like, this apparently only came about because during their live shows when they would perform Can It Be Also Simple, during the beat break, <clears throat> Ghost and Raekwon would just kind of rap. And so they just took that freestyle that they were doing and just brought it into its own track. Uh, nothing too crazy about it. I mean, it's a good remix, but you know what I mean. Then we have the skit, which which really is just... So the title of the skit is Shark N-Words, in parentheses, Biters. Um, and basically, it's just Ghost and Raekwon talking about how much they hate biters. Um especially those who bite before you can shine on your own shit. Um, yeah, it's not, nothing... It's, it's really straightforward, honestly. Uh, the next track... Ice Water. It's... So... The first thing is... Ice Water is the debut for Capadonna. And it's interesting because he... Capadonna was kind of the guy that taught Raekwon how to rap. And he was originally going to be part of Wu-Tang, it sounds like, but he was in jail. Uh, so, But it's a good song. Um, Glaciers of Ice, another dope song it's yeah and then verbal intercourse is the song that features Nas and this is the first non and first and only actually non Wu-Tang feature on this album and like I mentioned already it has one of the best Nas verses ever <laughs> it's it's just a really good song like, it's, if you haven't listened to this album or this song itself, like, just go, go listen to it right now. <laughs> um, I don't have a whole lot of other tracks that I have a lot to say about. I'll just kind of go through the rest of the list. Um, the next one is Wisdom Body. Um, this is where Ghostface 
takes on his persona of Tony. And he's basically just talking about this story of an encounter with a lovely woman. <laughs> um, apparently when this was written, uh, or when it was recorded, sorry, Ghostface had to actually do a few takes because he was drunk. Um, apparently this song was... This is actually, sorry, another thing that this is, is it's the only song on this album that doesn't feature Raekwon. So for a debut album for Raekwon to not have Raekwon on it is kind of interesting. But regardless, it's a good track. Um, but yeah, he's he had to take it a few times because he was too drunk. Um, and yeah, you know, he, it's a good song. I mean, I'm not big on it. <laughs> Because, honestly, sometimes the, these, um, I guess, the pretty Tony sort of feeling that we get from Ghostface every once in a while isn't my favorite. This one's okay, though. Um, we got Spot Rushers, which really isn't talking about too much. It's just a story that's, or... Yeah, it's a story that's kind of taken from Raekwon's perspective. Uh, back in the day when he was slanging drugs and was like a stick-up ah, stick kid. Um, basically just planning a robbery. Um, and then one of my other favorite tracks of all time, Ice Cream. I actually, dang, I have a sticker somewhere over there. <laughs> it's like a Wu-Tang ice cream truck. And I still haven't found the right thing to stick it onto. But it's it's a really fun song. Like, this song actually, like... Because I've... I've watched the video for it fairly recently. Like, in... I mean, fairly recently, within, like, the last six months or so. And listening to... Or watching the video, it really reminds me that this came out, like, in the 90s. And it almost feels like this song actually could have been on 36 Chambers because the beat is close enough to RZA's um, original style. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I liked it. It features uh, Ghostface, obviously, Method Man and Cabadonna. Um, you know the song. You know the song. It's good. This brings us to Wu Gambino's which is another one of my favorite songs. The only downside to it for me is that the intro is hella long, but that's fine. <laughs> the This whole song basically has um, the members of Wu-Tang that are on it. Uh, Masakola, RZA, Method Man, Ghostface, and Raekwon, obviously. All taking their alter egos. Um, so you have... Raekwon as Lex Diamonds, Rizza as Bobby Steeles, Ghostface as Tony Starks, um, what did I say, Masticilla as Noodles. Uh, Method Man's the only one that doesn't have an alter ego that I can really remember. Um, let me see if I can check real quick. No, I don't see anything. I'm sure there is one, but... Oh, Johnny Blaze. Duh. <laughs> But yeah, like the whole intro is just them kind of talking to each other using their alter egos. 
it's just it's funny but it's also like they're really going into this like mafioso sound um once you get through the intro it's a really good track like i it's it's one of the one of the best ones out there it is a long song though <laughs> i'll give you that there's like five verses including that's good or not including that's good sorry um, that brings us to the final two tracks, Heaven and Hell and North Star. Um, Heaven and Hell was actually originally redu- uh, released on the Flesh soundtrack. Um, it's a dope beat, but I mean, for me, I feel like a lot of times with albums in general, especially albums that I haven't listened to regularly for a while, I feel like the last couple tracks are where I kind of forget about the song or the like the album. So like I do like these songs. I just don't have anything to say about them because I haven't really listened to them in a while. Um, yeah, I mean they're good songs though, for sure. The other thing to talk about now that I've kind of gone through all the tracks on this album is that this. Like, how would this hold up today? Now, we already have this kind of mafioso sound, like, because Raekwon kind of brought it. Um, Like, it's kind of mixed in with, like, the drug dealing music, too. But for me, I feel like this album, if I were to listen, like, if I had never listened to it, and if it were to come out today, and with better... Uh, higher quality production at this point because tapes back in the 90s you know they don't hold up as well that's just kind of a downside but if we were to like be remastered or something this would be completely different from what most people are listening to because I think the closest thing you can get to with this album would be music from Griselda but the biggest difference with Griselda is their production their production doesn't sound like this. Their production sounds more boom bap and more gritty. Although they t- kind of talk about similar topics. I mean, the other thing that I think people would have trouble with with this album is that it's, it is a concept album, but it's a bit vague of a concept album. Like, It's a concept in the sense that the songs are structured in a way that kind of follows Raekwon and Ghostface from Rags to Riches, but there isn't necessarily a particular, like, theme that gets carried through all the way through the album. Like, there's no storyline, you could say. Like, yeah, it's it's not a story, it's just kind of a theme that's carried on. So, like, as you get towards the end of the album, you're like, oh, okay, here they are now. And, I mean, to me, that's fine. Like, it's more interesting that way to me. Because a lot of times with concept albums, the problem is you can't really listen to any particular song off of it unless you listen to the whole album. Otherwise, it will just kind of feel weird. Like, that's kind of how, like, the roots their Undone album, or sorry, no, and sorry, the and Then You Shoot Your Brother. I liked that album, but I can't listen to any song off of it individually because it's like, 
Mm, they're all just related to each other. Like each song needs to be played in succession. That's not the case here though. With this album, you get the option, like you can listen to each and every song individually. And I think that's why I really only return to like a few particular songs on this. In uh, those songs, mostly being Criminology, Guillotine Swords, Ice Cream, and Wu Gambinos. That is not to say the rest of the album is bad. I love this album. <laughs> but, you know, like for me, I can't go back to this album and really listen to it all. Like, or I can, but I don't do it as often as I do with like Liquid Swords, which I will talk about in November when it hits 25 years. Anyways, though, this album, I think if it were to be remastered fully, it would hold up really well. I'm surprised there hasn't been a remaster yet, but then again, there hasn't really been a full remaster of any Wu-Tang album. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I think it would be worth it to go through that remaster process. Just because I want more people to listen to this and to not be turned off by the sound. Because, although you don't really hear the impact of this album from current music, like... You don't hear anyone being like referencing this album or any particular lines from this album. It has kind of influenced an entire subgenre that is kind of like it's all it's almost like the main genre at this point. Like it's it's weird. <laughs> like it's a subgenre, but it's also like just kind of yeah, no, this is just rap. <laughs> Anyways. If this were to be released today, I think it would be, honestly, a kind of hard sell. It'd probably be picked up very quickly by those people who love Griselda. But if you, like, this is assuming Wu-Tang never existed or anything. Like, I don't know if anyone would be too into it, I guess. Because a lot of the charm of this album comes from the fact that it is from Wu-Tang, and you have those personalities from Raekwon and Ghost, so you kind of, like, you're already familiar with these guys, and then you kind of go through their story. Um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, um, I think that's about all I have to say about this album. Let me know in the comments below what you thought of this album when it came out. Um, assuming you were alive and, I guess, conscious enough to listen to the album. Uh, obviously, I didn't listen to the album because I would have been two. Um, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't allowed to listen to Wu-Tang when I was two years old. Even though Wu-Tang is for the children. No, but, uh, let me know what you thought about the album when you first listened to it. And if you did actually listen to it when it came out, like... Tell me about it, because I'm curious. Like, I want to know, like, what people's feelings when the album actually came out were. Um, another thing, let me know how you think it would hold up today, and where you would rank it in terms of other Wu-Tang solo releases. I know a lot of people, including myself, would put Liquid Swords at number one, but who knows? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people love the only built for Cuban links. Um, obviously, also, all the other Wu-Tang solo projects, but no, like, yeah, just let me know. 
Anyways, thank you for watching and listening, or listening and watching. <laughs> uh, and stay safe out there. Also, remember to like and subscribe if you haven't. Bye.